Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. <laughs> and if Johnny Cash is there to cheer you up, what the fuck state are you in? Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast that re-examines the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Today, we continue our look at Little House on the Prairie with Season 3, Episode 1, The Collection. Jen? The description reads, Reverend Alden falls ill while collecting donations for a struggling town. He is taken in by an ex-convict named Caleb Hodgkiss, Caleb Hodgkiss and his wife. Caleb helps the Reverend by traveling to Walnut Grove and encourages everyone to donate money. Okay. All right. Jen, what'd you think of this episode? I liked this episode. I really liked this episode. First of all, I love Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash too. (laughs) I I was like, Johnny Cash. I have several notes through here where I feel like we are in one long Johnny Cash song. Well, and like, I knew Johnny Cash was in Little House, and there's a famous episode he's in, but this isn't it, and I didn't realize like he was in several episodes. So that was a nice surprise. I just love his voice. Yeah. I love when he's singing. Well, and you know that's June Carter Cash, too, the wife. Oh, no, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, that's June okay. Carter Cash. Okay. All yep. right. Wow. Imagine, like, you're famous, your wife is famous, and you're like, we're so fucking famous that we want you to put us in an episode of Little House. And I thought they were good, considering they're not actors. Oh, they were pretty good. Yeah. 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 Jenny, what's your favorite Johnny Cash song? Um, Ring of Fire, I like. I like, I like Walk the Line, of course. I like Walk the Line. That's a good one. I love the whole Fultzum Prison Blues album. Like, that's one of my favorite albums. One of my favorites is that song, One Piece at a Time. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's, he's working at an auto factory and he smuggles the car out one piece at a time. And in like 30 years, he can build a car. Yeah. I like it when he redoes um, Nine Inch Nails Hurt. That's oh, yeah. One. That's oh, great. Yeah. He just has such a great voice. Love him so much. Okay. We open with the wagon and no driver. <laughs> I didn't know how to describe this, so I wrote ghost the wagon, wagon is loose. Ghost wagon? <laughs> it's ghost wagon. But I put the wagon is loose. Almost I, like when a dog gets loose. I mean, the horses are loose. True. Johnny Cash sees the wagon from a hilltop and catches up with it. He manages to stop it and climbs on board to find an unconscious Reverend Alden in the back. <laughs> Is he in the back? I thought he was just laying under like the, uh, I don't know. the front. I don't know. But I, all I had to say is, 
season three, like, if this is any indication of how dramatic the season is going to be, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, too. We might have to do every episode. Sign me up. Because, like, this was a very dramatic opening. Yep. In a line that I never thought I would write, back at Johnny Cash's house, Reverend <laughs> Alden is near death. I call him Johnny Cash through the whole thing. I do, too. He's not being called anything else. Yeah. A woman is tending to Reverend Alden's wounds, and they say he reeks of smoke and has ashes all over him. What was he doing? Reverend Alden. (laughs) Johnny Cash finds a pocket watch among Reverend Alden's things, because of course he's going through all the things. Of course. The watch has a detailed inscription with his name and the town he's from. And I wrote, Jenny, how did they identify anyone back then? You just knew them. Someone vouched. But what if he didn't? Then you just didn't know who they were. They didn't. I don't think they had driver's licenses. They didn't have licenses. They didn't have dental records. They didn't have fingerprinting. They didn't yeah. have birth certificates. They didn't have anything. Well, they right. may have had birth certificates. They had they, birth certificates. Yeah. They didn't have anything. I don't know. It's weird. Johnny Cash says he reckons the Rev is close to knocking on the pearly gates, and I wrote, "Oh my god, I love his voice!" Like I would watch anything with Johnny Cash in it. <laughs> Jenny, Johnny Cash is not a good dude. No, he's not. He's not. He's making all sorts of comments about taking money from the Reverend and how he and the the wife, the Mrs. Maddie, who now I know is June Carter Cash. Yeah. I thought June Carter Cash would look more like Reese Witherspoon. I don't know why you think that. (laughs) Didn't she play her in the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Um, Speaking of that movie, that's Joaquin Phoenix, right? That plays him? Yep. Just had a baby, and they named him River. I know. I saw the whole thing. Mm, That's what I need in my life right now. Back in Walnut Grove, Edwards arrives at work and reveals that a load he was expecting from Sleepy Eye never came in. It was supposed to come from Gray's Corners, but he had heard something bad happen that way. Well, and is is this the first time and last time we hear about Gray's Corners? Because I don't ever remember hearing that as the name of a town. Me either. I don't ever remember it. I'm not sure. Edward says, maybe Reverend Alden will know he's due in today. And then Charles asks, if Reverend Alden's going to stay with Edwards, Jenny, why is he staying with I have no idea. Like, that made no sense to me. Doesn't Reverend Alden live there? Yes. Last I feel like we missed some important backstory with (laughs) Reverend Alden. Like he's homeless? (laughs) (laughs) Like the recession hit him hard. (laughs) Okay. Edwards jokes that he has some mash hidden in the barn and that he better get there before the Rev drinks it all. Well, no, isn't the Reverend going to like judge him or yell at him or something? Oh, I thought he meant the Reverend no, was going to drink it. No, no, no. He's going to give him a sermon about drinking. No, but Charles is ragging on on Edwards about drinking again. Oh, it's so great. So um, Edwards says, I only drink that mash for medicinal purposes. I don't know why he's calling it mash. I guess that's like, I don't know. Like hooch? It's something he's fermenting, I guess. I don't know. So Charles says, if that's the case, you've been sick every day since I met you. Burn, Charles! (laughs) I know. He's like totally ragging on him. Okay, back at Johnny Cash's house. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Alden starts to wake up and Johnny Cash says, we had to wrestle the death angel all night for you. I'm telling you, it's like we're in a long Johnny Cash video. <laughs> I have a question though. He so John so Reverend Alden is coughing and running a fever. They don't know what's wrong with him. 
And they're like all hovering around him. Like he could have one, like everyone died from some kind of communicable disease then. And they're just like all hanging around him. Like, and they never say what happened to him. No, no. (laughs) He's passed out driving, whatever. (laughs) He he might have coronavirus. Sounds like the symptoms. Fever, cough. Smells like smoke. <laughs> he Johnny Cash reveals his name is Caleb Hotchkiss. Whatever, you're Johnny Cash. <laughs> and his wife is Maddie. And he tells the Reverend that he is 15 to 20 miles from nowhere. I'm telling you, we are in a Johnny <laughs> Cash song. <laughs> I feel like that's completely Johnny Cash lyrics. Yep. Then we have a close-up of gross Reverend Alden coughing and sweating. And it's revealed that they're a half day's ride from Walnut Grove. So that's pretty far. That's pretty far, I think. Reverend Alden says he needs to get to Walnut Grove because Gray's Corners has practically burned down. They're living in the church and they have nothing. Cash says, I'll write into town for you and tell people to collect shit for this. Rev can't go. He's too sick. And I wrote, Jenny, what is the difference between lying in a bed and hacking away and coughing? And lying in the back of a wagon, a la Edward style. Like, why doesn't he just throw him in the back of the wagon? I don't know. I think if he's, like, near death, he probably can't travel. But it's not like Maddie has medicine there to help him. Like, he's not going to get anything there that he's not going to get in a six-hour ride to Walnut Grove. Except he's not going to be laying in the hot sun in the back of a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> around. just feels like not a good plan. I guess. Okay. So the plan, then, is... Johnny Cash is going to go to Walnut Grove. He's going to ask all the people for donations because Reverend Alden gave him a list, Jen, yep. of people who would be willing to help. Any guess who's on the list? Top of the list. Number one. Charles Ingalls. Of course. <laughs> on the top of my list. He's going to go and he's going to like collect all this shit, but we know it's nefarious right from the get-go. And how do we know that? The music? Well, besides the music. Well, I'm not there yet. Okay. I wrote first. This must be where Stephen King got the inspiration for Misery. Yeah, maybe. Because Charles and Edward's like, they're not going to let this happen. Like, Rev is being kidnapped. Yeah. I was waiting for a ransom to be put on him. Would anyone pay it? Mm -hmm. Caroline might. She's like a holy roller. We know, Jenny, that it's nefarious because in the barn where Cash slips off to get ready, he suddenly turns around and he has Reverend Holden's clothes on. First of all, these men are not the same size. No way. Not even close. Johnny Cash is like seven feet tall. And much thinner. Much thinner. Like Rev is shorter, compact. I like how the clothes just transform to fit him. They just transform. Okay. He reveals to Maddie that he's going to keep all the shit he collects. And Maddie freaks out that he can't get in trouble again. When they, quote, found the shack. Jenny, he said it was a sign things were going to get better. Nope. How is that a... How is that a sign? Because you found a house? I guess if you found a house. Again, the idea of not knowing who owns a house is freaky to me. Like, these people just went and squatted. and. Well, know, I mean, they did that on, on it. Uh, it wasn't anyone's. It wasn't the government's land. Like, right. it was right. all stolen. Yep. <laughs> so, like, why not steal the shack that was built there? So he says the shack was just a place to lay low. And I expected him to break out into something like, it's a place to lay low and keep your head down to the law come rumbling round. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> or, Maddie- or Little House is a Johnny Cash life. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie says she doesn't want him taking anything from the needy. And he says, 
You take when you can what you can. Wait, 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 hold on. He says, you take what you can when you can get it or it gets taken away from you. Okay. He leaves, and as he's leaving, he tells Maddie, keep the Rev here till Saturday, then send him to Gray's Corner and tell him I'll meet him there. Jen, is he going to meet him there? No, of course not. The thing that kills me is, like, they know where they live, and they're going to have all this stuff. I guess they're just going to take off with it in the wagon. But I feel like you're not going to get so far that someone on horseback going three times as fast is not going to be able to find you or catch up with you. If you get enough men on horses looking. Yep. Jenny, Johnny Cash comes down the road into Walnut Grove and runs into super narc, Mary. Well, what is Mary's deal about encountering strange men on the road? She'll just get on a fucking horse I or in a wagon with anyone. got into the stranger's car. <laughs> Literally. He's singing Black Jack David, which is a song by the Carter family. Mm-hmm. And Mary jumps on his horse with him to take yeah. him to Paul. Like, she'll Whatever. just... Oh, you know Reverend Alden? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Mary so easily could have been abducted. Oh, there's no question. No question. She just gets right into the stranger's car. No candy needed. (laughs) The Ingalls welcome, quote, brother Hotchkiss in and give him some coffee. And then Jen, Mary asks if she can accompany him to town to let him know who's stingy and who isn't. And I wrote, she's insufferable. She's at a really awkward age right now. Like, (laughs) it's horrible. Like, let me take you around and tell you who's an asshole and who isn't in this town. Like, she's old enough that, like, she could participate in life and, like, you know, like, like almost be an adult. But she's so not an adult. Like, she doesn't have the the wherewithal of an adult and, like, no, <laughs> doesn't read the room like an adult. <laughs> like, no. she's in that weird. Well, I think we've established nobody in Walnut Grove reads the room. No, they don't. Charles does. Mm, does he though? They first hit Sprague, and of course he tucks some money away and gives them the rest. And I wrote, like, why, dude? Why not just take less out of the safe? This guy has a safe with his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you take, say they're twenty dollar they're tens, okay? Why would you take five tens out of the safe, tuck a ten in your vest, and give them forty? Just take forty out of the safe. And isn't that embezzlement? I, I thought he was embezzling at first. I mean, He's putting it in his pocket. He's taking money out of the safe (laughs) at the bank and putting it in his pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Mary shames him into giving more. Wow, what a bitch. That was pretty good, I thought. Mary smiles, and I wrote, you know, after all, she is helping a criminal rob people. Yep, that's true. I think she found her calling. I guess. I thought Laura in her Ozark mode would be all over this. (laughs) We didn't even see Laura. Nope. She's wow. not us. Wow. She must have been on vacation, Melissa Gilbert. They head over to the Olsons, and Mary shakes down Harriet for a storage space while separating her from Nels so that Johnny Cash could get money from him. I'm like, when did Mary become Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> right. She is like, she comes up with a pretty diabolical plan. Yeah. To get a storage space, and then they would count that storage space at its value as a donation. It's crazy. And I wrote, she's very comfortable being duplicitous. Yeah, yeah, She's super comfortable here. Next up is a weird scene with Alicia and Doc Baker that happens in the middle of the road in Walnut Grove. (laughs) So in a moment of all kids look alike to me, I'm like, why is Carrie sound different? Jenny, I was too. I thought it was Carrie. (laughs) I thought it was Carrie. And I'm like, wait, wait, she's way too articulate. (laughs) So Alicia's dog is sick and is in some kind of 
cradle grave. <laughs> this is a <laughs> random side plot. Yeah. She's in like a cradle that looks like a grave because it has a cross on it. And they're in the middle of the street. Yeah, what was the deal with that? That's the puppy that the dead mom let her have. I know. Yep. And I wrote, this is mine, mine, mine. He's yes. still alive? Yeah. Or, no, I wrote, he's still a puppy? Yeah, he shouldn't still be. He Should wasn't. He, he wasn't. She was calling it a puppy, but it was it was a full-size dog. Okay. Right. I mean, it looked like a full-size so, dog. So, again, another failure of pre-K. Yeah. Because <laughs> the mother's got to be gone a year, right? At he, least. At least. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Alicia's dog is sick, and she reveals he's bad sick, Jen. <laughs> and he might yeah, they need pre-K. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mary confront Mary comfort. I wrote Mary confronts her, which I won't put it past her. Mary's badass. Mary comforts her, and Doc Baker tells Johnny Cash he is welcome to any of the medical supplies he needs, but he has no money. Jen, Doc Baker has no money. Doc Baker gets paid in ham. (laughs) (laughs) He then asks Johnny Cash if he can come over. Now remember, guys, he's in a priest costume here, so like everybody thinks he's a preacher. Right. So he, yeah. So he asks uh, Johnny Cash if he can come and pray over this patient of his whose husband died, and she's like on death's door, like trying to join him, like she's given up, given up on life. Another rando side plot. Another rando side plot. <laughs> Mrs. Whipple is there taking care of this woman. The woman's name is is it Addie? Yeah, Addie. Okay. Doc and Whipple leave Johnny Cash alone with this woman. And he ends up having like a deep conversation with her. And he tells her his collar come recently. And that he was a traveling man before. And then the dying woman starts to talk more about her husband and tells him that Joe, her husband, had a taste for the nip and a roving eye. Sounds like a good dude. So I have a, I have two things here. Dead sassy Joe was a drunk womanizing criminal sailor. <laughs> yes, okay. he was. Bing, and, bing, bing. Check, check, check. And if Johnny Cash is there to cheer you up, what the fuck state are you in? <laughs> That's absolutely true. So Johnny Cash reveals to her that he's done some jail time himself. And she says, are you ready? Drum roll. Awesome. She says, you're spoofing me. Jenny, who used to say you're spoofing me? Graham. Graham. Say that all the time. I never knew where she got that. Well, I'm not saying she got it from Little House. But or the clearly, 1800s or the 1970s. Right, sure. Clearly that was in the lexicon in the 1970s. How yeah. about that? How about that? She says that to, she, she said that to my kids all the time. You're spoofing me. And we always say it, make fun of her. She wasn't insane. She wasn't insane for that reason. Uh, they talk a little bit about Johnny Cash being a sailor. Right. Going yep. to see, yeah, yeah. And Johnny Cash starts to sing Joe's favorite song, which is "My Bonnie." I have an index card. I thought you might. <laughs> Do you know why? Yes, because it, it ties <laughs> in the the monarchy. Yes, yes, yes. So buckle up, because I have like three index cards. Oh boy! When I looked it up, because I always look up songs to see where they came from, and I saw. Some prince style. I'm like, oh, here we go. So what is the song, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean? So this is a very old Scottish folk song from the 18th century that is thought to be about Bonnie Prince Charlie, the Stuart claimant to the British throne. He was never actually a monarch. Um, He was the 
brother of princess of uh, Queen Anne, who was the last Stuart to serve. Um, there was like like uh, James the Second, who was their father, had like sixteen kids or something crazy, and Anne was like twenty years older than he was. So like they had these like they were on the throne and they had these claimants forever. So like even though he was a claimant from that line, it was much later. So his full name was Charles Edward Lewis John Casimir Sylvester Servino Maria Stewart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was the grandson of James II, the last Catholic Stuart King. James II was overthrown and exiled, and then he had a son in exile. And then this guy was born to that son in exile. So he was not technically born to a reigning monarch, but he still had a claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. because James was overthrown and what they decided to do, because like it wasn't popular to be Catholic at that time. And he was Catholic and you know, like there was all this tension and stuff. And then he ended up like executing a bunch of, a bunch of Protestant uh, like heads of state. And he got, you know, like everyone got pissed off. So they, they ran him out of town. His brother's dissension line ran him out of the town. His brother was the monarch before him. And then um, William and Mary were, so William was his brother's son and Mary was his daughter. First cousins got married and ruled together. So that, that they were still, it was still the Stuart line, but they were, they were Protestant. So they ruled together. And then Anne was also their sister who would be the last Stuart. So he decides, so this guy decides he's going to try to take the throne back for the Catholics, for the Catholic Stuarts. And, uh, he invades Scotland on September 17th, 1745. He has like this big parade march into Edinburgh and he wore a tartan short coat, red velvet trouser and military boots. And apparently this that guy, actually sounds kind of hot. And apparently this got all the ladies hot and bothered, earning him the nickname Bonnie, which uh, in Scottish means pretty or attractive. Now, wait, I got more. See, I was right. I would like to see Charles in that outfit. So he wins a few battles. <laughs> But then he gets all cocky and ends up in a clusterfuck, like stories all the time, with the Duke of Cumberland uh, at Cullenden and loses badly. So bad that he has to go into hiding. So he's like running around Scotland in disguise. Some say in drag. <laughs> so it's like a whole other thing. But he's running around in disguise until he's finally able to get smuggled out. There was a 30,000 pound bounty on his head. Do you know what that equals today? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> No, it's I don't know what that equals to. Six million pounds. Holy shit. So they want, or, or $7.8 million. They wow. wanted this guy dead. Like, wow. Is, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, his supporters, the Jacob Knights, uh, sang the song and sang the song in his honor. Okay. It was proposed, it was supposedly disguised as a love song. Like it kind of sounds like it could be a love song, but yeah. it was really about, um, being all, all loyal to him and the Jameses. The Beatles did a version. My yes. Bonnie yep. in 1961 as the Beat Brothers in Ger- in West Germany because the Beatles, I guess, I guess Beatles sounds Is like that a when they were playing Hamburg a lot. Yeah, and Is I guess they, in West Germany? they weren't famous yet. Right, right, right. And I guess the Beatles sounds like some kind of like swear word in German. I'm not sure. Yeah, but they were the Beat Bros. <laughs> Whatever. But it was re-released on Anthology One in 1995. Um, yeah. And last of the Stewarts had 17 kids. Wow. And none lived longer than her. Wow. 
And she only lived to be like 49. And that was the mm. end of the stewards. Yeah. What happened to all those kids? You're not going to give us an index card on each one's death? I could if you want me to next time. That's a separate pod. That's bonus <laughs> content. All right. Thanks, Jenny. Okay. So Doc Baker and Miss Whipple are on the porch and they can hear Addie singing. And they're like so super thrilled with this. So when JC comes out of the house, Johnny Cash. <laughs> JC. Get it? Um, he says, Doc Baker tells him the Lord must be speaking through him. And you can like tell that Johnny Cash is changed by this. Mm-hmm. Like he's moved by this in some way. Back at Johnny Cash's lair, <laughs> Reverend Alden is coughing some more. And I wrote, Maddie is totally going to crack. Oh, and yeah. yeah. He thanks Maddie for all she's doing for him. And he tells her she saved his life. And she just is like, fuck off. <laughs> Don't tell me I saved you. Just like, stop making me feel guilty. <laughs> At the Olsons, Jen. Oh, God. Nels. Nels. Nels and Johnny Dude. Cash. Like, okay, did you ever see the Western, oh, what is it called? Pause. All right, we're back. Do you ever see the show Godless? I'd say no, since I didn't know the name of it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. The premise is that all the men die on one day in this town. All the husbands, right? Um, They're like in a mining disaster. I forget what happens. But the whole town is now full of widows. And this makes the town, like, really vulnerable to take over. So the women have to, like, come together and they have to like form a militia. To oh my war. God. Do they form Cobra Kai? <laughs> they do not form Cobra Kai, but they form like a militia to like protect their town. It's a really good show. It's really mm. well done. This reminds me of this. Like Walnut Grove is super vulnerable <laughs> because they're also dumb. They're just, they're just, they are just anything ripe. to anyone. They're just ripe for the taking. Like they, all it, their kids are going to be abducted. They're all going to be robbed. And it's, like, it's, in Godless, it's actually a story about how strong the women are. Like, they come together and they do fend off, you know, all these threats. But in Walnut Grove, man, they're, th- this is going to spread like wildfire. Johnny Cash is going to be like, anyone can go into that town. <laughs> they give you tons of shit. If you want a child bride, I know one that will hop on your horse with you. There's, um, they're not ready for the 20th century. No. Nope. No. Okay, so what does Nels do? He takes Johnny Cash into the storage area and confides Jen that he has a box in there with tons of money in it. And then gives the guy a key to the place. (laughs) (laughs) And if you weren't sure, there's a box of money hidden over here. Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid somebody's going to break in here. And here's why. There's a ton of money in here. (laughs) So then Mary comes in and Nels and Mary together convince Johnny Cash that he has to stay until Sunday, not Saturday. And do mass. And I'm like, Johnny Cash is, Cash is going to deliver mass. This is going to be good. <laughs> like, what did Johnny Cash sign up for? He's like, I'll just show up as like a sir, like a, a preacher. But apparently preachers, the hardest friggin' job in Walnut Grove. <laughs> He's doing all this shit. I mean, it's constant. And then like, well, how is he going to get word to Reverend Alden? Is Reverend Alden going to just go to Gray's Corners on Saturdays? Like, it's not like they had like telephones. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, how is he going to convey to Maddie that she needs to stall the plan? Yeah. I have no idea. So Mary and her creepy priest friend head out to Edward's place. Edwards tells Mary and Johnny Cash 
Every time I say it, I don't know. <laughs> that Alicia's puppy has died. And he asks Johnny Cash if he could comfort Alicia. And Johnny Cash is visibly uncomfortable. I'm surprised. First of all, oh my God, mine is dead. That was my first reaction. Yeah. Second of all, I'm shocked Edwards isn't on to him. Because like Me Edwards too. knows that yep. type of dude. You know, I'm shocked Edwards doesn't pick up on it. That's a really good point, Jenny. I'm shocked too. I wrote, oh my God, the puppy is mine and mine's dead. And then I wrote, he's still a puppy? Well, and and this is like, you know, like this is the preacher's job. And every, every, every time you go somewhere, every time you do, like everyone's always like, can you say something inspirational? Can you say something inspirational? It's kind of like when people ask you to proofread things constantly, right? Or people think I'm IT support and can help them with all their devices and problems. Right. <laughs> right. So Johnny Cash comforts Alicia and he gives her a really beautiful speech and he screws up the Bible calling Noah Jonah. Did you catch that? Of course I caught that. Yeah. Now that's a biblical reference even I know. What, Noah? Noah's Ark. I mean, (laughs) that's like Jesus is the only thing more popular, I think, in the Bible then. Johnny Cash convinces Alicia to bury the puppy so it can go to heaven. But did you get the all, I was like, oh my God, Alicia, all dogs go to heaven. Don't you <laughs> yes. know? Yes, I got it. All right. So back at uh, Johnny Cash's house, Reverend Alden's getting ready to leave and can't find his clothes. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you are being held hostage. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was getting misery vibes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he then realizes Johnny Cash wore his clothes to town and Reverend Alden also notices his watch is gone. Yeah. And he's like, something's not okay here. So Maddie gives up the game immediately, tells him everything. But then they do reveal that those are his clothes, but what's missing is his collar and his hat. So I guess Johnny had his own, Johnny Cash had his own outfit. So that's why I fit him. Yeah. Okay. He just stole all the like accessories. German. <laughs> the preacher accessories. Okay. <laughs> he tells Reverend Alden that Johnny Cash is really coming back there with the donations and that the Reverend can take them from him. And I wrote, yeah, like Reverend Alden is going to be able to wrestle anything away from Johnny Cash. What's the plan there? What's that plan? I want to see that plan executed. I want to see Thunderdome, <laughs> Reverend Alden versus Johnny Cash. I want to see that plan. In Walnut Grove, I wrote that dying woman, but now I know her name Abby. is Abby. Summons Johnny Cash over and gives him a bunch of valuable crap. Well, no, Everybody- she... She gives him Joe's things, which I'm like, what's in that bag? A whiskey jug, an eye patch? Because <laughs> he was a pirate. Gonorrhea. <laughs> what, what is in that bag? I know. Later, we see Johnny Cash heading into the mercantile under the cover of night, and Nell's useless bloodhound lies nearby and does nothing. I wrote good job, Max. I have no idea if that's his name. I think it is. Well, we learn it's a girl because she's pregnant. Oh, but isn't its name Max? I don't know. I have no idea. It All is I now. know is that was the revenge dog that he got when he was single for a day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So Nels comes up on him and he assumes Johnny Cash is there to make sure things are locked up tight. Oh my God. Oh my God. All the Grove people, what does this man have to do? <laughs> Johnny he- Cash, you can tell, is like, Really, dude? Yeah, I was just here making sure it was locked up. Does he have cool. to wear, like, the cartoon black and white striped jail outfit and be dragging a ball <laughs> behind him? In the mask. Does he have to look like the fucking hamburglar? <laughs> and Nels would be like, I see you're getting ready early for Halloween. <laughs> uh, yes. Yep. 
Nels thanks him, Jen, for giving the town a chance to help others. Because, you know, priests can do that all the time. Preachers can do that all the time. The town doesn't get a chance to help people a lot. Why not? The town can help people every day. (laughs) Olsons could give people free shit every day if they wanted to. Every day. I mean, they wouldn't even give Caroline a, a good price on her fucking eggs. That's right. All right. Johnny Cash sees the bloodhound is ready to whelp and asks Nels to give Alicia one of the pups once she delivers. (laughs) The next day, they're loading their goods onto this stranger's wagon, and Charles offers to ride part part of the way to Gray's Corners with him. And he's like, nope, no thanks. I'm good. And Charles is like, no, really, it's no problem. Like, he's almost insisting, and then the guy's like, Basically, like, back off, buddy. I'm really shocked Edwards and Charles aren't on to this. Especially Edwards. But you know who gets on to him, Jenny? Mary. Mary. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> maybe, maybe her super narc skills could save this town. Maybe. But she doesn't, she doesn't handle this properly. So, okay, <sighs> she's, like, doing something, and she spots Reverend Alden's watch. And Pa is right there with Johnny Cash. She could confront him right in front of Charles. Instead, she gives him a chance to do the right thing. No, no, no. Instead, she waits for Charles to leave and confronts the thieving stranger all by herself in an isolated space. Okay, that probably wasn't a good idea. But I think she's trying to give him a chance to do the or the benefit of the doubt. I guess. But she, the look she's giving him of guilt is oh. like thick. And, and like she just carries that on for an hour. Yep. So he lies and says Reverend Alden lent it to him so he could get to Gray's Corners on time. Which I'm confused about because, yes, it will tell you the time. Will it tell you the day? Maybe. I mean, how has he not known the day? Oh, I would look. Jenny, I've been working from home since March and I don't know what day it is. <laughs> they have calendars. They, mm. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, a place like Norway, know. you might lose track of the day because the sun, but. I don't know. I think they can manage to keep, maybe they just keep a tally on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I think they can manage the days, but like, I almost feel like you could kind of believe that, but like how's Reverend Alden going to know what time it is then? Well, we're assuming that Johnny Cash's house has a clock. But do they, they think Reverend Alden went to Sleepy Eye to get donations. I have no idea. No, Mankato. Or Mankato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. It's standing room only at church on Sundays, Jen. Well, you know, there's something that the town could do. Why don't you donate goods and supplies and expand that fucking church? I know, right? Jesus, there's like eight benches in there. Let's have a bake sale. My God. Right. Get Caroline whipping up those pies. (laughs) Um, Johnny Cash comes in and gets up on the pulpit. Did I say that right? Yeah. Is that the right thing? Yeah, I think so. And I I wrote, holy shit, this is happening. I'm surprised he did it. He's just like, all right, then. <laughs> so he changes a weird look with Mary, and suddenly that dying woman, Addie, comes in. And she's up and moving around, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Because she was like, Debbie Downer going to kill herself on her bed. Like, and she a couple wanted days to ago. follow her sailor cheating, scrubbing husband. But it was funny, because I felt like she was kind of like, oh, thank God someone cool around here that I can talk yes. to. And like, all these lame people. Like, yeah. Yes. She walks up to Johnny Cash and says he gave her her sass back. (laughs) And then he leaves town. She's like, no. I know, right? So this causes him to kind of confess. 
and starts to like not confess, but he tells everyone that they should be the ones to take their own wagon and their goods to Gray's Corner. Yeah. And as soon as he starts to confess more, who makes a triumphant entrance, Jenny? But he will know because Reverend Alden heard him say that. That's an important fact. That is important. He was in the back of the church and he heard Johnny Cash say, I think you all should take your wagon and go. <laughs> I yes. think you all should take your wagon yep. and, and go to Gray's Corners, meaning I'm not going to steal your shit. Yes. So Reverend Alden, I don't know, dude. <laughs> He stands up and defends Johnny Cash and like goes along with the lie and he's so pious. He's he's giving him redemption. I guess. I guess. Then he asks for a round of applause. And I wrote, what is happening? He, he has given Johnny Cash another chance. Wow. Like, don't you think you owe it to your community to kind of say, like he could tell them the redemption could be part of here's what happened. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't warn anyone that this dude had this huge criminal intent. But nothing happened. Nothing happened to anyone. Nothing happened today. (laughs) I think it should be a lesson for the future. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) So Mary starts crying and takes his hand. Oh, God. It's so weird. This is like the third time she's almost been sex trafficked. Uh, Johnny Cash leaves and tells Maddie he's been transformed. And then he asks Maddie if she's willing to go back to the shack with him. She's like, yes. The and funny that's part it. is, is that they just let him walk out of the church. And I'm like, go check that wagon. Could you imagine if he took the wagon then? Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah, that would be so diabolical. <laughs> oh, that would be a wagon straight to hell, man. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> I just feel like he should have said, hey, guys, I want to talk a little bit about About Johnny Cash's redemption here. Like, he was going to, you know, steal from you guys, like, so that they would maybe. Yeah. Well, it's not like Johnny Cash lives. I almost said Johnny Depp. It's a whole different show. (laughs) It's not like Johnny Cash lives in that town. I want to see Johnny Depp and Johnny Cash in Walnut Grove. Johnny Depp would be like a Johnny Johnson. Michael Landon. Michael Landon would never allow it. Oh, no. Because everyone would want to bang Johnny Depp. He would never be allowed. (laughs) Um, But I just feel like, what if they encounter this man again? Like, Reverend Alden assumes he had this coming to Jesus moment. Like, he's going to be good for the rest of his life now. Yeah. Or, like, what if he is drunk in a bar one day and tells some guy like, yeah, I almost took over this whole town because the idiots gave me the keys to all their stuff. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. that's the other guy goes and robs them. hundred percent. It would have been, been a good lesson for the future. It would have been a good lesson. They, he could even, maybe he tells them after he leaves and it's all over. Maybe. By the way, guys, that guy was going to rob you blind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, and maybe he had to like pull Charles aside. And be like, you need to stop Mary from Edwards and Charles, guys. Yeah, like, come on. All right, so Jenny, that's the end of the episode. Overall thoughts? I liked this episode. I think you can tell they have a little bit more money, like more budget, and I think season three is gonna be good. Oh, I think season three is going to be great, (laughs) considering what's coming next, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so in our new segment, Jenny. Whose fault is this? This is um, Gray's Corner's fault 
for burning down their town. <laughs> the, the stoner at Gray's Corner. <laughs> burned down Gray's Corner. Burned everything down. Uh, no surprise here. I believe this is the fault of public enemy number one, Reverend Alden. Because <laughs> he's out trying to do good somewhere. Because he clearly can't close some kind of deal. So he's got to linger around in these towns. And how did he allow himself to, like, what happened? We still don't know. Like, they're like, he smells of smoke and he's coughing. Like, was he in the fire and passed out on his wagon? Like, what the fuck happened there? There was never any explanation. How do you get a fever from that? So, yeah, I think it's Reverend Alden's fault. Because he can never do anything right. He just ends up in this debacle. Like, And if he was, you know, he should have just got out of that bed and went, like, I'm going back to Walnut Grove. Like, he should have insisted on it. He was burning up with fever. <laughs> For some unknown reason. I feel like I would sense a misery vibe happening in that cabinet cabin. And I would get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Or he should have yeah. just been like, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Throw me in the back of the wagon. Take me with you. Yep. Yep. Okay. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I will go back and think about a lesson or some kind of life outlook that we took with us from the episode into adulthood or something maybe we noticed on the rewatch that we think may have influenced us in some way. So Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So this is why I will investigate any song, book, person, play, etc. to no matter how insignificant to see if I can link it back to the British monarchy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay you right. cannot imagine my delight after a really long hard day to see that i had an index card about a british monarchy i figured you would be really happy about it um i was going to actually like because i gave a little background on the other one not background but i was like oh this is where it came from i was gonna do that and i'm like she's gonna do an index <laughs> card on this i'm not wasting my two minutes okay uh is that it that's all you have to add to this episode do you know how long I was do, putting together the research for my index card? Like an hour. Okay. And it was like two o'clock in the morning as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to just say for one second, speaking of you watching this in real time at two o'clock in the morning, why did we, why couldn't we buy this shit, Jen? Oh, so I have some thoughts about that. So I don't, I think, I mean, I'm assuming Amazon makes more money off showing the ads to everyone than they do people buying it. So we got to see ads. The good news is they are there. Amazon prime is not tracking my information. I don't think because the ads they showed me all had nothing to do with anything in my life. Good. So I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they have a whole lot of, I know Amazon does, but I don't think Amazon prime has it. Cause like I saw videos about, or I saw commercials about lawn care. Oh, car, car insurance. Oh, Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Jenny, my why is this is why I love Johnny Cash so much. And I'll listen to him say or read anything with that velvet voice of his. It's kind of like when Patrick Stewart does like he just reads stuff every day during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Was Mm -hmm. he what was he reading? Wasn't he reading from a novel? No, he was reading like poetry, but I forget which. You're right. Yes, he was. He was. Just listen to that every day. Just listen to it. Johnny Cash, I have to give him credit, was was good. They were great. Him and June were both great. Yeah, like they can act. Yeah, weird. They can act better than some, some they of the act. actors in Walnut Grove. Uh, they are way better actors than many of the people in Walnut Grove <laughs> at this point. Certainly than Granville Whipple. 
Oh my god! Actually, no. Granville Whipple was a good actor. His character was just terrible. His character was so poorly written. Yeah, he didn't go to with it. I felt like. Um. So anyway, this is why I just love Johnny Cash. Like I feel like he was perfect in this role. Yeah, he's in he's in a couple episodes of Little House. Yeah. So Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what we're doing next? So we are doing the next one we're doing is number two in season three, Bunny. So, so this excited. is. The- this is the one where Nell- Nellie's physical abuse towards Bunny leads to a dangerous riding accident. But as the little girl lies in bed with a concussion and possible paralysis, her distraught mother blames Laura and orders Nels to shoot the animal. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that was. So I remember this episode, obviously. And for those of you listening, you probably remember it as the episode where Laura pushes Nellie down the hill in the wheelchair. So great. Oh my God. But I didn't real. I didn't remember what went around it that she yeah. wants to shoot. It's a horse, right, Bunny? Oh, wait, there's more description. Oh, okay. Laura secretly takes Bunny home until she can figure out a plan, but her problems run even deeper when she begins to believe that she is responsible for now. Oh my God, she gets gaslighted. She gets gaslighted. <laughs> and not by Paul this time. I mean, Laura's susceptible to it because of her upbringing. <laughs> All right, so we will be here next week bringing that episode to you. We're probably going to do many episodes in season three. Season three, I think, is like we're getting into the high renaissance of Little House on the Prairie. Yep, yep. All right, so uh, we'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Every review helps new listeners find us and helps us find new listeners. You can connect with Jenny and me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GenXThisIsWhy. Letter X, spell out the Y. We also have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E-B. The link is on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening and see you soon. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns